you in the name of all that is good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Thank you. You know, the, one of my very favorite songs. Thank you so much. And of course, what a treat to have meditation by Reverend James Trapp. Switching it up a little today. I am a child of this universe. The ocean dances at my feet. The wind plays a melody through my hair. I am loved at every turn. I am kissed by Mother Earth. I am a child of the universe. This month, we start a new series called Tune Into the Universe. Tune Into the Universe, how simple that sounds. Until you really try to wrap your brain around tuning into something indescribably vast, mostly invisible and unknowable. Other than that, no problem. But I was in Costco the other day, and that experience gave me the idea of how to talk about this. So I invite you to come on a journey with me from Costco to the cosmos. <laughs> I was already thinking about this talk when I went to Costco, you know, the big box store of all big box stores. And I was asking myself, so what is the universe, and how do we relate to it? How do we tune into it? When I walked into the store that day, it occurred to me that I had entered a universe of sorts. Certainly, I had entered a different reality. And I started paying close attention to what this universe was like, the energies, the people, all the material surroundings. In the Costco-verse, the material objects, all the things and stuff are enough to overwhelm a person. And first-time customers often have trouble focusing, for sure. But if you pay attention, you will see that even seasoned Costconians go into a sort of trance. <laughs> Some seem to be simply trying to keep up with, with, you know, get their list and their job done and get out of there. Some are completely oblivious to their surroundings. As there was, over in the cooler area, there was a man who was on the phone, so he's yelling into his phone like this and opening the doors with his other hand and holding the door open and grabbing because his phone was you know, up here. And he was yelling into the phone. Now you could hear him probably a, a, at least an aisle away. And he was talking so loudly. But the hilarious part was what he was talking about was this man he'd been in a meeting with and the man in the meeting had been talking, had been so awkward and talking so loud, it was cringeworthy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, I just walked off chuckling. It was really very funny. 
you know, and then some people are more aware. At one of those junctions where people are coming from at least four, um, four directions, sometimes five in a Costco, there was a man coming just almost directly across from me, and we sort of glanced at each other, and we did this exactly matched perfect swerve around each other and glided on like nothing had happened. It's like we'd planned it. And I realized that this is a perfect analogy for life on planet Earth. We, you know, and, and life in this universe, we're entranced by our material, physical experience. And it's what uh, people like Don Miguel Ruiz call the dream. So two ideas came to mind. First of all, what exactly is a universe? And second, how do I tune into it? Now, those of you who know me a little bit know that I, probably, that I just headed right for the dictionary, because we have to know what these words mean. There were several definitions. First one is, the universe is the whole body of things and phenomena observed or postulated. Okay. Then there's a systematic whole held to areas by and persist through the direct intervention of divine power. Okay, a little complicated. Then there's the whole of human experience. And then there's this one. <laughs> a distinct field or province of thought or realization that forms a closed systems of or, or self-included and independent organization, i.e. Costco. <laughs> okay, Costco wasn't in the dictionary. But we walk in and out of different realities all day long. We enter a different reality when we sleep. So are we moving from one small universe to another all the time? I kind of didn't like that idea. Well, what resonated more with me is that we live in that systematic whole held to, held to areas by and persist through the direct intervention of divine power. That's as complicated as it's going to get, I promise. Now, I'm not saying that I believe in an external God that's out there pulling my metaphysical strings, but, it's a, but there is a cohesive, intelligent, one source that expresses through us as we move through our life. Our lives flow according to how well we tune into this living, infinite energy. And again, I, you know, the, the, tuning into the universe does sound simple. And we're hard on ourselves when we don't do it. I mean, all you have to do is sit down, meditate, and bingo, you're all set, right? Sure. Well, look how big and unmanageable it becomes the minute we say the word infinity. <laughs> it's just too much. How do I deal with infinity when I get lost in Costco? So I finally settled on this. There is one universe and innumerable ways to engage with it. Now, tuning in reminds me of searching for radio stations in the, in the days before satellite radio. You know, as you traveled you, you, across the, the state or the country or whatever, you had to keep changing stations you, in one broadcast area and going to the next and the next, next. And fortunately, there was always another station. And there were always a couple of them that were powerful and you could listen all the way across the country. But mostly, we tune in to the smallest, most local channel we can, you know, like getting the kids to school, or getting to work on time, or getting to church on time, or meeting the friend for lunch, or getting the laundry done. And then we spend the day switching channels depending on what we are encountering. All of this channel happening, hopping is natural, and it's necessary. 
And if you look at how many times you change channels in a day, you might get a hint at why you might think that tuning into the universe is such an elusive quest. We're just so busy that we forget to look up. We get stuck just listening to our local stations. We forget that there are more meaningful and powerful station channels. Now, I was fully aware of this when I went into the store. And I knew that I was in a rarefied, rarefied space, and I also knew that it was temporary. And I reminded myself that what other people did in that store had nothing to do with me. Now, two things are true in this universe, in our material reality. Nothing is about you, and everything is about you. That loud guy I mentioned earlier, he was oblivious to anything around him. His head was down, and he could only see what was in his immediate vicinity. He was in on his personal station. The man with the shopping cart, it was obvious that he had his head up and at least was listening to a broader state channel. But what these other people were doing or not doing was actually none of my business. My business was and is paying attention to my own reality or which channel I am tuned into in any one moment. None of this was about me except that it was in my head and that was all about me. My feelings, my reaction, my thoughts about writing this talk, remembering what I went to the store for. <laughs> that was all about me because of me, but not about anybody else. I have found that working with the idea that nothing is about you and everything is about you helps put things in perspective. You know, sometimes a person will come to me and they'll say, you know, I'm making this big decision. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go back to school. And I went and told this person that's really close to me that I'm going to do it. And that person gave me 15 reasons why it was a bad idea. And of course, they're crushed. My response to that is always the same. None of what that person said is about you. It's about them. They're expressing their own fears, telling you why they wouldn't do it. That person, that mom or that friend, in that moment was showing their own fears, showing what they, the, the confidence that they lacked. Had they said, good for you, go for it, they would have pro been proclaiming their own courage and their own lack of fear. Or they might have just done a really good job of putting their fear away because they knew that that decision wasn't about them. It was about the person telling them. I need to clarify that when I say nothing is about me, I'm not saying that there's no meaning and that I have no value. I'm saying that the universal energies are neutral and I am the one that gives meaning to situations and experiences. And not for one moment do I feel like somebody or something is pulling my metaphysical strings. Perspective is important. Where am I in this moment? What is going on around me? How am I feeling about this? What part of this is mine to acknowledge or to do? And when you come back, come from the idea that nothing is about you, you step out of your story and you go into neutral. And when you're in neutral and not striving for meaning, that's when you discover and engage the underlying energies. That underlying energy is the universe.
you see the universe is in and around us always. We can't not be part of it. We cannot be outside the one. We may move in and out of different worlds or realities within this universe, but we are never separate. We are part of the whole. I remember I took a Bible class in the Episcopal Church probably about 15, 20 years ago, and we were talking about whether we matter, mattered as individuals. I'm not even sure what the conversation. And I sort of forgot where I was. <laughs> and I blurted out a question, and probably not very gracefully. And I just looked at people and I said, so which grain of sand can the beach do without? And the whole room got really quiet and they just kind of stared at me. And I thought, well, back to the metaphysical church for me. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, we are needed. We are necessary, always. So when we talk about the universe, we each mean something slightly different, probably. Some people use the word universe for God. Some think of it as earth, space, and what can be seen out there. For us here, the universe is an energy, and actually it is the energy. One source, creative source, oneness, allness, everything visible and invisible. In this respect, the universe is our friend, it's our home. Together we live, move, and have our being right here, right now. It isn't out there. It isn't unknowable. It isn't beyond our ken. Many of us know this or are starting to learn it, but we still always turn into it. And maybe that's because it's so close to us we don't see it. Or maybe we don't see it because we're looking outward. Creative energy makes us. Its atoms are our atoms. Creative energy is not within us, it is us. Yet, since we come from a sense of separation most of the time, we don't necessarily hear or feel the whisper of the cosmos or we might hear or feel or see it, but not believe it or trust it. But one of the ways we can develop a deeper awareness of the energy that permeates us is, ironically, to start looking outward first. It can be easier for us to start to connect on the sense level, so looking to something in the world that makes you feel or see something greater, higher, is a really good way to start. Maybe you love nature, you plant amazing gardens with flowers and fruits and vegetables, and you see and feel the creative force in that whole process. Or you might find yourself, your, your inner connection working with other people, and when you see the light in, your, in their eyes, you realize connection. Sitting and reading a book, no matter the topic, fiction, nonfiction, science fiction, the joy of reading another person's words, their story, you realize connection in so many ways. There's something within each one of us that can release that sense of separation if we are just open to it. For me, I, was, I had a huge gift. It came to me when I was a child. I grew up in the mountains of Arizona almost 7,000 feet. And in the summer, we would go out and sleep on the patio, my brother and I. And I would look up, 
And it was like the Milky Way was right there. The light, the love, the, the immenseness of it. And it was so quiet. You could almost hear the light. I could, there's no, absolutely no way to describe it. But from the time I was very young, I had that. And no photo can ever, ever replicate that. But this beautiful photo that Bob Moskowitz took um, at Loon Lake, um, and I thank you, Bob, for letting me use this. This is um, somewhat like what I absorbed as a child. And I'm very grateful for that. But it's not just an image for me. The energy lives in my heart, in my mind. It is part of me. And yes, the Milky Way is, is our home. And I internalized the light. It gave me something to concrete to hold on to while I made my way into the beyond, when I was learning to meditate, when even now, when I need to go to a sacred place, I need to feel peaceful, I can bring this image. You will see me bringing this image into meditations if you pay attention to it. And each of you can find your own way into this. Everybody has their way. Tuning into the universe means a different thing to each one of us. But it does mean raising our heads out of our personal channels and being open to new channels. It means paying attention and knowing what is ours and not ours to do. It means realizing who we really are and where we come from. And it means that each time we truly listen, truly pay attention, we step into that natural flow of this amazing and light-filled universe, our home. And when we do that, the words of our song ring in our ears. To every mountaintop I sing the glory of God, moving through all, moving as me, moving as you, moving as all. And so it is. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Transforming lives as we love, serve, and remember Who we are One heart, One heart.